Bienvenidos. From Poder Media, this is Poder Podcast. I am your host, Sergio Lagunas. This podcast features powerful stories from artists, influencers, and community leaders. On today's episode, we feature Mari Carmen Estudio, an on-air personality from Sacramento, California, for Latino 97.9, and if you're in Reno, 106.3. She's also a digital content strategist for laser broadcasting. And today she'll be sharing about her experience in that industry. Welcome, Mari Carmen, to Poder Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. From what I understand, you are currently a digital content strategist. Uh, for laser broadcasting, but you're also an honor personality for Latino 97.9 and 106.3 in Sacramento and Reno. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came about being in those positions? So maybe a little bit about your origin story? Sure, definitely. Well, um, I was born in Guanajuato, Mexico, I was born in a very small rural ranchito, you know, where there was very few opportunities. Once upon a time in a graduation in kindergarten, I did mention that I wanted to be a secretary or a sales assistant, some kind of assistant for an office. And I remember that the whole town laughed at me because there were just not that kind of opportunities where I lived. Um, however, my family migrated here. Uh, we landed literally in Sacramento. We have been here ever since. Um, and I just kind of, you know, was a very shy kid always. I was not very good at publicly speaking or expressing myself all throughout my schooling. And then finally, you get to college and it's the, you present your ideas and your projects in front of a class and you debate and you communicate or you basically fail a course. <laughs> so um, it's exactly then when I decided that I really needed to figure out how to speak in public and kind of get over that fear. And I got a job here at Laser Broadcasting Corporation as just a, an assistant I was an HR assistant. I was a receptionist. I did a traffic assistant, accounting assistant. But finally, one of the producers sort of just needed a voice, a female voice in a commercial. He's like, hey, come and do this commercial. And I was like, no, you really don't want me. <laughs> like, I can't even order my hamburger without turning red. You know what I mean? He eventually, you know, convinced me. Uh, we took two hours to do a 30 second commercial, which is ridiculous. But he was really patient and also really pushy. Uh, eventually, we did the commercial. So the commercial sort of came came out, it started to air, and he started to use my voice a little bit more at a time. So he would ask me maybe every week or every two weeks, like, hey, give me, give me your voice for this, read this commercial, do this for me. And eventually I sort of took a liking to it. The opportunity presented itself where we needed new talent for Latino, the radio station that we housed. I just kind of thought to myself, well, why not me, right? I was still terrible, still doing commercials in the dark, basically. I just thought it would be a great opportunity to just kind of get over the fear and see if this was something that maybe had a future for me. I submitted a demo and like six years later, here we are. <laughs> wow, what an incredible beginning to where you are right now. How did you get over being the shy person in school or just in general? I myself was considered a shy person in school, probably middle school. And I just thought to myself, I just got to get out of this bubble. Did you have a similar experience or what was it like for you? Definitely. You know, you get tired of asking your father to ask for a number two plane with fries. <laughs> Eventually, you kind of have to start using your own voice. It did come to a point where I was like, 
this is going to hold me back in life. Like whether I'm going to be working in a cubicle or customer service or somewhere else, I'm going to have to eventually learn to speak and communicate with others and do so effectively and in a way that doesn't kind of put my body in like a panic mode, you know, because when you're super shy, you kind of panic every single time you're supposed to speak in public. So eventually, I just kind of started pushing myself to be a little more vocal, um, you know, obviously, and just outings everywhere with others. And eventually, I signed up for a club called Toastmasters here in Sacramento. And they do a lot of public speaking, it's a small crowd, and you just kind of inch your way towards that goal of finally being over your fear of public speaking. That's the way that I went about it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Toastmasters. I myself run a club here in Goleta, California. Oh, really? It's called Presentation Pros, and we meet once a month. I love this organization. I've attended many regional events. So I I get it when you say Toastmasters. It's changed my life as well. It influenced me to start this podcast as well. That's amazing. You touched a little bit about your educational journey and how that helped you. How did you use what you studied to transition into the work that you do today? Ever since I was little, I was a really big reader. So I wasn't much of a talker, but I was very much big on reading. So I had a lot of words kind of flowing around in my head. And I was always a very good writer, a very strong writer. I went all through schooling here in Sacramento, elementary school, middle school, high school, and eventually went to UC Davis to study psychology, which has a little bit to do with what communications actually is, because it is a play on psychology, a lot of play on words, vocabulary, and basically communicating in a different way. To me, it was definitely the fusion of these two. Like I was a very big reader where I was used to telling stories in an entertaining way or being told stories in an entertaining way. And then mixing in psychology with how certain words, phrases, tones kind of affect the way that we perceive a message. Like it was just the perfect fusion for me to kind of like integrate it into the radio and being able to communicate with listeners. Yeah, I could totally see that. And I think a lot of people out there have a misconception of what you study in school is permanently attached to you and the work that you're going to do in the future, but it really isn't. So I'm glad to hear you say that uh, as a psychology major that you went into the communications or broadcasting field. What do you enjoy the most about the work that you do currently? Here, no day is alike and you have no idea what you're working up to. <laughs> Literally, every single day is so different from the last. Every single day, you're kind of at the edge of your seat, just waiting for ready, set, go. There's always breaking news. There's something uh, that's new, that's trending, that has to be spoken about. Um, there's always something fun in the horizon that is totally different from last week's sort of fun. As an on-air personality, it's always interesting to be able to communicate in a different way and kind of adapt to those topics, that sort of news story differently for your audience to understand and be entertained and informed. And on the digital side, it's kind of the same thing, but in writing, right? So going back to being able to write really strongly, being able to communicate through writing is also really important. So every day is different. It's definitely no two days are the same. It's the challenge of not knowing if you're going to have like a really easy day or a really hard day or a day full of activity or a little bit slower. Yeah. What what would you say a hard day would look like? A hard day for me definitely is a day where I'm being handed somewhere around a dozen commercials plus my on-air show, plus all the changes. Like, uh, for example, 2020 wasn't entirely <laughs> one really hard day. So everything was always changing really constantly. Um, you always had to make sure, double check, 
to make sure that all of your information was always very accurate for all of your audience, making sure you're not misinforming. Basically, a hard day would be a day where you have a lot of commercials, a lot of stuff going on in the world that you have to communicate, and then just combine it with every other event that you might have to do that day. It it turns into a very long, hard day, but in the end, super rewarding. Yeah, and for people listening, not knowing much about the work of being a digital content strategist or even honor personality, you know, you probably be are seen as a local celebrity or national celebrity. What is that like as being a public figure? Honestly, I don't consider myself much of a public figure or a celebrity. Um, I'm a girl who has a job and her job's a little vocal. <laughs> and I think um, that's that's the first thing. I do realize that being such an active member in the community and a big volunteer for many of our organizations, um, my face is a little known, you know, sometimes, or my voice. It has a burden of its own in terms of you always want to do what is right for your community and you never want to misrepresent, especially for me being a Latina. I always want to make sure that my actions are very seamless and they're very beneficial for the community at large because there are a lot of people who are watching and you know they are looking up to me whether it's a little girl looking up to me trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives and maybe being super starstruck maybe by the idea of being on tv or on radio i always want to make sure that my actions are really clean i guess (laughs) yeah i mean actions are really important. You know what people are always watching, judging, and how do you make it so that it doesn't phase you? Ooh, well, I follow a very simple philosophy. What other people think of me is none of my business. That's my philosophy. Basically, everyone's going to form their own philosophy or their own ideas about who I am and whether I'm doing things for my own good or for their good or to show off or whatever it is. But in the end, their opinions are theirs alone and I can't influence them. I just have to stick to what I feel is right for me. And then everyone else can pick up whatever they choose from those actions. That is some of the wisest advice I've ever had in terms of that topic. And continuing I really want to know more about your day-to-day work as an an on-air personality for Latino 97.9. What would a typical day look like for you? As soon as I come into the office, I've already done about two hours worth of research when it comes to local news. So my day starts off really early, probably before the sun rises, where I am listening to other news sources, whether it's radio or television, to find out what I'm waking up to during the day. So waking up to any sort of news and kind of um, compartmentalizing that somewhere in my mind in case that I need it. Come into the office, I check to make sure that all of our social media platforms are up, they're running, they're healthy. Any discrepancies obviously have to shout those out and be like, hey, fix this, that sort of thing. Then somewhere between three hours to an hour before I actually go on air, I'm packing in show prep, making sure that my social media kind of aligns with whatever topics I'm going to be discussing for the day. And then I schedule some orders. So we have obviously some client orders that need to go on our websites or that need to go on our social media platforms and making sure that those will go out when we've promised for those to go out. And then I hit the studio and I go in and I go in live (laughs) and I I do my show for five hours. Me actualizo somewhere in the middle. So basically I'm I'm doing my show halfway. De repente digo, oh my God, 
this and this is going on. Um, so I'll switch out some of the topics to make them more relevant. Obviously, um, making sure that our social medias are still flowing, that the topics are still on trend, making sure that our music selection is hitting the kind of vibe that I kind of want for the day. Because, you know, you don't wake up with the same kind of music vibe every single day. Some days you're, you're a little more upbeat and some days you're a little more romantic. <laughs> so I make sure that that kind of goes on. And while all of this is occurring, I'm also recording commercials. So recording commercials probably around, you know, until my show is over. And then I come back to my desk, make sure to fulfill the rest of my orders and start my training because I am currently training our uh, local promotions directors in digital strategy and social media. So then I kind of finalize my day like that. Wow. That is a long day. Would you say? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I can't even picture that, but it sounds so exciting. And especially going live, how do you find comfort in knowing that people are listening in without having to edit after and just going with the flow or what would you call it in terms of that feeling you get when you're live? Well, first of all, there has never been a moment in which I'm about to go live or turn on a mic on a stage where I haven't been super nervous. And I mean, like my knees are weak and I am so nervous. Luckily, one of my old programming directors, shout out to Pedro Arredondo, he was the one who gave me the one piece of advice that I still follow to this day. And he basically says, even though you're in a dark room, or even if you're in a room that's full of a lot of people, imagine the face of your best friend, right? We all have that best friend who we can tell any chisme to, and they'll be like, oh my God, cuéntame más, you know? Basically, you imagine the face of your best friend or that confidence that you have while you speak. And automatically, you are already having a conversation. You're not telling people anything. You're not informing people of anything. You're having a conversation with your best friend. And eventually, your audience is your best friend because they're with you every single day. You know, going through the ups and downs of news and chismes and if Jennifer Lopez has a new boyfriend or not, <laughs> that's, that's what I use. It just sounds really exciting to me, uh, the work that you do. But also, what continues to inspire you? You know, I ask this question to all the guests on this show. What is your source of poder? My source of poder, I would have to say, goes all the way back to that story that I kind of said at the beginning, where I was in a place in Mexico where I had absolutely no opportunities. The fact that that little girl had dreams and she wanted to do something so much bigger than what she could have had, no matter how well she had it off there, always keeps me going. You know, I always want to make sure that I keep going, you know, in that direction to make that kind of little girl proud of like being like, oh, your dream, it was not so big. It was really small. We're doing bigger things now. And we're going to go on to the next part and then the next part because we could always, you know, be better. (laughs) Definitely every day. With that, what would you say is your favorite part of your role? One part. (laughs) One part, many parts. Oh my goodness. I love being able to manipulate my voice. And I think that you as a podcast creator can definitely um, understand this. So when you're recording something and you are trying to make sure that you get the ups and the downs and and the right sound um, to communicate the right message effectively and kind of hit those marks every single time. And then in editing, making sure that when you do that edit, it flows and it's beautiful in the end. Like you have a beautiful piece of work. I guess that's my favorite part. Definitely. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. (laughs) I think a lot of people don't get a chance to really observe this. And when we demystify the work that goes behind audio work, I think 
it paints a picture of, wow, it's, it's a lot going on, but at the same time, it sounds like fun. And with that, what would you like to inform our audience today about your best advice in terms of either meeting your goals or uh, dreaming big? What are your best consejos? I would say that one of my biggest consejos is don't worry about not being able to do something perfectly at the beginning. Aviéntate. You can learn along the way. And if you really want to do it, if you really want to achieve whatever goal, the new career, the new job, whatever it might be, you'll learn along the way if you have ganas. Y si le echas ganas y te avientas con todo, you'll get it. Yeah, that's really good advice. How can people get a hold of you? How can they follow you on social media or learn more about your work at Latino 97.9 or 106.3? Yeah, definitely. Well, if you want to spend your midday with me, you can definitely tune in. Um, Te cuento todo el chisme and everything that's trending between 10 and 3 at Latino 97.9 or if you're in Reno, 106.3 or online, www.latino97.9. Or uh, you can follow me on social media. I'm very active on Instagram. Just find me by my name, Mari Carmen Estudillo. Thank you so much, Mari Carmen, for joining me today on Poder Podcast. It's been a pleasure. No, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for listening to Poder Podcast, the podcast con poder. This is Sergio Lagunas. Music is produced by Brian Navarrete. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or on your favorite app. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Poder Podcast.